Hey, welcome to Two's a Party, Three's a Pie. My name is Gabe. I'm Selena. I'm Tyler. And on this podcast, we hope to share our hindsight on life through unique perspectives and unparalleled backgrounds. Hey, everyone. So to start off this episode, we're going to go through the results of an Enneagram test that we each just took. Uh, For those who don't know, an Enneagram test is a personality test that includes nine personality types. And in order to determine your personality type, you have to answer a series of questions. So to start us off, Gabe's going to go ahead and walk us through his Enneagram test results. And so for mine, I was listed as a number four, which is considered the individualist. And for some statistics on the individualist, that is 11% of the population, and 12% are women and 10% are men. And then next, I'll go over some key traits, which for mine is passionate about self-expression, may feel a sense of emptiness, strong sense of identity, melancholic expression, distinctive inner and outer presentation, quirky and endearing, prominent and artistic outlets. And then some cool things about the type four are some famous individuals, which is my ultimate favorite, Billie Eilish. We also have Rihanna, Johnny Depp, Jackie Kennedy Onassis, Prince, Winona Ryder, Sylvia Plath, Amy Whitehouse, Kurt Cobain, and then some fictitious people, which is Anne Shirley or Anne with an E. We also have Rapunzel, April Ludgate, and Luna Lovegood, and also Frida Kahlo. So Gabe, like, what are your thoughts about some of those um, key attributes and traits, and even the famous people that share this number, this number four type with you? I would definitely think that some of the traits match. I would definitely say I'm probably quirky and endearing. Um, I would say now in my latter life of adulthood, I have a strong sense of identity. And then I also do have a distinctive inner and outer presentation for myself and um, passionate about self-expression and making sure that um, I'm coming off as I want to be. And then the people famous, I'm so happy that Billie Eilish is on this list. Um, If you know me, I love Billie Eilish. Um, So that was one amazing thing that I got to see. Yeah, I have to agree. When you shared your personality type, I couldn't agree more that it fit you. And especially some of the personality traits, uh, the passionate about self-expression. I think that's a big one. Um, Right now, you guys can't see Gabe, but his hair is blonde. Um, and it's it fits him so well, so it's it's kind of cool. He really expresses himself, and he has had like purple color hair in the past. Um, I want to say other colors too, but I think it, that really fits him. Thank you, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say the <clears throat> trait I agree with the most is probably your strong sense of identity. Definitely, yeah. Thank you me. definitely don't seem like you have any question about who you are and what you want to be. Now, Tyler, what about yours? Okay, so my personality number, I guess you would say, was nine, which is considered the peacemaker. Type nines were found to make up approximately approximately 13% of the population, 14% are women, and 12% are men. Some key traits of a peacemaker would be calm, collected demeanor, ability to diffuse conflict with ease, zen-like presence, mellow and soothing voice, wide circle of acquaintances, generally liked by most people, fluid, slow movements and gestures. (laughs) Um, 
Now, some famous people that are also a trait nine would be Barack Obama, Ronald Reagan, Abe Lincoln, Ariana Grande, Morgan Freeman, Alicia Keys, Woody Harrelson, and my personal favorite, Winnie the Pooh. Um, yeah, Winnie, Pooh, Winnie the Pooh is my favorite because um, as a kid, like probably up to I was like two or three, I wouldn't go anywhere <laughs> without this like stuffed Winnie the Pooh animal that my mom got me. I love that. Yeah. Just didn't go anywhere without it. Would throw the biggest fit. Um, so, what do you think about the traits? Do you think they match you at all? Um, I would, I would say so. Um, I would say the thing that I probably agree with the most is that I, I handle conflict with ease. I probably would say it'd be more accurate if I avoid conflict with ease. But yeah, that's probably the one I agree with the most. The one that I don't would probably be zen-like presence. <laughs> I'm not very zen. I find myself stressed out about nothing most of the time. <laughs> so, yeah, that's probably what I wouldn't agree with. Yeah, Tyler, I'm sorry. I did have to chuckle a couple times with some of the ones that were uh, stated for your personality traits, like the zen-like presence, and then I think the fluid, slow movements and gestures was the one. Not oh, that I, yeah, not no. that I don't believe you aren't any of that. It's just like we had, we always talk about like having that short attention span and like being, and we kind of connect on that. And so I'm like mm-hmm. thinking like, huh. So when I, when you revealed your uh, personality type, I was kind of like peacemaker. But I can see some of the things that associate with you. But some of those were just like. Maybe that's a side that I don't get to see, but yeah, I didn't, um, I didn't foresee that in your test uh, at first. So it's kind of interesting to see it, and yeah. Mine, I would probably have to say the call and collected demeanor. I feel like you try to go with the flow a lot of the time and not try to like overreact to certain things. So I would have to say calm and collected demeanor. Okay. And now, last but not least, we have Miss Selena over here. Yes. Yes. So I got number five, which is the investigator. Approximately 10% of the population has this uh, number five personality type. Uh, 7% are women and 14% are men. So some of the key personality traits of mine was appeared appears lost in thought or absent-minded, extremely dis- difficult to crack the inner world, in-depth knowledge on specific subjects of interest, gives insight, well-thought-out responses, thinks, in, thinks insten- uh, in, extensively before speaking, has, a clear, has clear boundaries between family, friends, and work, withdrawn and extremely independent. And then some of the following um, people that share or following famous people that share this type five are Al- Albert Einstein, Bill Gates, Stephen King, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, Emily, Emily Dickinson, Tim Burton. My personal favorite out of the fam- famous people were Tim Burton. Um, always growing up, he was one of my favorite producers. I loved all of his movies. Uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, and then he's done a lot of the Alice in Wonderland movies as well. James and the Giant Peach. So that was Ooh, one of my favorite. James and the Giant Peach. Yeah, the Claymations. He's like one of the, yeah, he's one of the best at making those movies and I'm a big fan of claymations. There's so much work that goes behind it. It's, mm-hmm. it's really cool. So that was like really, really cool for me to see the similarity in that because that's yeah one of my favorite uh, producers. And then as far as the personality traits, I 
pretty much agree and uh, align with all of them. The one that I think maybe not is the absent-mindedness. That's just because in my head, I'm pretty conscious and mindful of the things I do. I mean, I do like to daydream, but I pretty, I'd like to be pretty self-aware, I would like to call myself. So what are your guys' thoughts? I feel like it's cool that you have two billionaires on your famous list. That's really (laughs) awesome. Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, Stephen King is probably a billionaire as well, and Tim Burton. Um, But also your traits, I would definitely say like in-depth knowledge on specific specific subjects of interest. Um, Anything that you care about, I feel like you have research and answers to questions that anybody might have for it. Yeah, I love the tech giant famous people that are also type fives, Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg. Um, Yeah, I probably... Yeah, I probably wouldn't agree with that you appear lost in thought or absent-minded. That's just not the type of person you are. You always got something going on up there. And then, um, yeah, I probably agree. Yeah, you're you're extremely difficult to crack, I would say, your inner world. I don't know. You kind of have your guard up, I feel like. I don't know. In what way is Tyler? Oh, gosh, <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know. I can't think of a way. <laughs> I just seem you like see you as more of like a private person. Oh, okay, that's very accurate. You know, okay. so yes, that's probably more very mysterious. And I think I am very private. So, yeah, yeah, that's very true. For I just got back on social media, so yeah, that, boom, <laughs> that's one example. <laughs> oh, yeah, you do the, not, you do not have social media. I've been out of the loop for a while, so amazing. that's that's actually now I see what you're saying. So that's very true. That's pretty cool. So, I mean, now that we went through our Enneagram tests and kind of got our results, and I think that's a really more scientific-based way to kind of identify personality, I think what we can go into is a more of subjective uh, version, which is like our first impressions of each other and what we thought. Uh, for me, I know my first impression of Tyler was that he was very straightforward and blunt, and I didn't know if I liked that at first. But... I liked his transparency, which turned out to be a really good thing. And I think we really uh, were able to be good friends after we kind of got over that like hurdle of differences in the sense of I was pretty pretty much reserved, not too talkative. I, I like to socialize, but I wasn't a person that like said what was on my mind all the time. And you were very much that person, Tyler. So that was kind of my first impression of you. My first impression of Gabe... Uh, Uh-oh. was that he was very determined and I thought he was going to, and I thought he was a little standoffish too. So, but it made sense after I thought about it in hindsight and we ended up having a really good conversation after we had left the library. But initially I had met him at the library through a mutual friend and he was just kind of like, hi. And then he kind of like walked away and I was like, dang, he doesn't even want to have a conversation or anything. Uh, But yeah, he was just determined and focused on getting his work done, which now I come to appreciate. And he's a very reliable uh, person and caring, uh, very caring as well. So it's kind of cool. And we hit it off to be really good friends as well. And obviously that's how we got here. (laughs) So yeah. Next, I'll go. Um, First impressions. My first impression of when I actually saw you all, I don't remember seeing you. Um, (laughs) We technically met at a bowling alley, um, and I was there with a former person that I knew. 
And uh, we were bowling and we seen our mutual friend and I said hi to them. And uh, you guys were in the background, but we, like we said hi, but we didn't talk after that. Um, second impressions of actually acknowledging and meeting uh, met Selena first. It was at the library. We were studying, well, I was studying and um, her and our mutual friend were there. And it was, a like she said, a pop in, say hello. And because I was, I think I was taking a test at the time and I was studying for it and I had to have it done by a certain period of time. And once I actually got the test done, like I came back and we talked and we talked about traveling, which I thought was really awesome. And you like to explore and do things. And I thought that was like really cool because most of the time I'm I'm going places by myself and like I travel a lot by myself. So it was really cool that, that to find somebody else that likes to travel and then find somebody that would be able to travel with. Um, Tyler, um, our first time acknowledged meeting was at another bowling alley. Well, the same one, but just while we were bowling. And I thought it was really cool to find someone who was as competitive as me in sports and it's it's a good competitive, not a fighting competitive, but a competitive where like we both want to win, but we both know that it's just a game. And for mm-hmm. both of you, uh, like really cool people, awesome to hang around. Um, you can ask for something, and like they're there for you, or just hanging out and like having fun. And they're awesome people to be around. So thank you both. Oh. And Aww. can I say that was like a great bowling night? <laughs> that was, that was. <laughs> that was awesome. And we did so good. Just to say, I think I won that night. I don't know. Um, I, okay, you guys might, you might have won. I can't really remember. I just know it was a good, like we were scoring like spares and strikes like back to back. And it was just like, we have to do this more often. It was so, it was such a good night. I think first game <laughs> I won. And just to say, I came in like three or four, uh, Frames. Frames yeah. behind, and I came back in once, and I was happy about that. But I think overall, Tyler beat me by like 10 points, maybe, and I wasn't too happy about that. Yeah. So. yeah. I swear I won that round, but I mean, I, you know, there's no proof, so. Yeah. I have pictures. Do you? I yeah. always take pictures. The proof okay. is in the pudding, Tyler. Okay, we'll go over that. <laughs> we'll have a bowling episode. Yeah, that would be great, actually. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Let's well, now bowling. that you guys know that we also like bowling, very competitive about it too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we're competitive about everything, though. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Um, okay, so my first impression—I'll start with Selena. My first impression of you was you're a very secure person. Um, for the listeners that don't know, me and Selena met um, in college at the university center in our local town. and um, actually met her at orientation. But my first impression would have been in one of the classes we're in. I don't remember, but you definitely weren't afraid to ask questions and speak your mind. And overall, you just really didn't care what anybody else thought. You don't care if if other people liked you or hated you or felt indifferent. Um, Oh, Tyler, that's actually so cute. (laughs) I didn't even, I wasn't expecting you to say that. (laughs) Well, there you have it. So you can take it or leave it. I'm, I'm As, taking it. Okay. For for Gabe, yeah, same circumstances. The first time I met you was at a bowling alley. We briefly said hi. The second time I met you, which was what I would call my where I got my first impression, was when we were bowling together. I hate to steal what you said, but, yeah, it was nice having someone that was competitive and... um 
that was willing to compete and just, you know, more so challenge yourself. But yeah, overall, my first impression of you was, yeah, you're also secure, confident, and very pleasant to be around. You definitely didn't seem like anybody that wanted any conflict. And I've grown to appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. And I won that round of bowling. <laughs> okay, the he second had to round. Add that in. <laughs> over okay, first round I definitely won. Four frames behind guys. Just just remember that. And then did the we second, bowl did we bowl for you those first four? We no, just left it was blank. empty. Yes, yeah, so you had And then like, I came back and cause because you guys finished at ten and I still had four more to go. So right. I was bowling by myself, which I think that helped. Yeah, like you were kind of heating up. Yeah, and that was nice. But I think we played three two more rounds and you won the second one by like a bigger margin, and then the third one I don't think we finished, but you had more points. So, but yeah, champ, yeah, <laughs> champ is here. All right. So now that we finished up with first impressions, let's get into some rapid fire questions. Okay. So I'm gonna read off these questions. We're all gonna give one word answers, and yeah. Okay. All right. What was your guys' favorite color? I would go with mine, purple, lavender purple, royal purple, any purple. I love purple. Yeah, um, mine's going to be green. Mine, my favorite color has been green since I was a little kid, and it still is. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go blue. Very safe color, very safe. All right, how many siblings do we all have? I have four. I have two older brothers. I have one older sister and one little sister. I'm the second youngest. Yeah, for me, including myself, there's seven of us. Um, I have two older sisters, three older brothers, and one younger brother. Um, I'm the youngest girl in my family. Okay. Yeah, me, I am one of four siblings. I have an older brother, an older sister, and a younger brother. So, yeah, that makes me the second youngest, almost the baby of the family. Oh, we're all the second youngest. Yeah. 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 That's good luck. Yeah, I yeah. didn't even realize yeah, it. That's actually kind of cool. <laughs> wow. Next question. Did you guys play any sports growing up? Maybe more so high school? Um, high school, I played tennis for three years. Um, I was mostly doubles. And then my senior year, my partner left. They quit until I had to play singles by myself. But I actually did better playing singles than I did playing doubles. My my coach was like, I should have started you off as singles when you started. I was like, I told you, but he didn't listen. Nadal. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for me, um, volleyball and soccer. I definitely volleyball was my sport. I enjoyed volleyball. I think I was playing it even before I was on a team. So it was just one of those sports I just caught on to very easily and played all the way up into my senior year of high school. And then I think I started soccer my freshman freshman year of uh, high school. And honestly, I just started that sport just the base on the basis that they needed girls and they were like can you please try out and play and I just that's how but I I grew to love it although I'm not like extremely good at it it was a fun sport and it's just a great way um to get a lot of energy out I feel and so yeah those are my sports and currently I mean we play volleyball me and Gabe still play volleyball I'm learning tennis from him so that's oh and golf from Tyler so I'm kind of learning some new like sports and hobbies um from these two so it's which is kind of cool to 
kind of taking me outside of my element. There's a lot of patience that goes into golf and and (laughs) tennis because I call them the small ball sport. So I'm used to soccer and volleyball. So it's just like a lot of hand-eye coordination. I feel like it's increased when you play those sports. And so it's tricky for me. And I have to be way, way more patient. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, me growing up, I played basketball and football growing up and soccer as a kid. But once I got to high school, the only sport I played was soccer. So, yeah, I wasn't good enough to play basketball or football in high school, that's for sure. Um, You're not the only one. Yeah. I was terrible. But I've kind of sort of attempted to pick up tennis, like Selena. She definitely has more, but I need to learn from Gabe. Need it's a nice learning golf sport. Golf is considered a sport, right? Yeah, golf yeah. is definitely oh, a yeah, sport. Oh, yeah, yeah. I do golf, you. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're good at that. I'm all right at that. You're better than a lot of us. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're teaching us, you have to be good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Jesse's the best, though. I haven't seen you really, like, play, play, because we were that that one time that we were playing, like, we were stopping a lot. Yeah, Yeah, we were part three, walking, (laughs) Selena's old apartment. I was like, oh, boy. Yeah. We'll be here forever. I think we stopped. Two sets of clubs for eight people. Yeah, two sets of clubs for eight people. Yeah, I think we stopped midway through. We're like, yeah, we're just going to have to call it quits. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So next question. So what do we do? What are our current jobs and overall career path? Um, I currently work as a department analyst for the government. It's fun. I do technical and run reports. It's pretty awesome. Sweet. Is that what your career path is going to be or is um, it a little we'll see how it goes uh, i just graduated with my degree in secondary education so it, it's a little bit different than what i got a degree in but we'll see how it goes because mostly with education i want to mentor children and it's not really actually about like teaching so we'll see mm-hmm. how it goes and we'll see where i end up in the next five years nice. yeah well, within the same uh, department or under the same umbrella as Gabe, um, I work as an analyst uh, for the government, and we do a lot of software testing, um, so troubleshooting, things like that. That's the main gist of the job. Uh, for my degree, um, me and Tyler both uh, received our bachelor's uh, at the same college, and that's how we met, and that was for me in management. I had got my degree, my bachelor's in management, then I went on to get my MBA and currently, I'm back in school uh, to get a second bachelor's in apparel and textile design. Uh, that's where my passion lies. So I'm returning back because I would like to create a uh, sustainable clothing brand um, outside of work and just kind of put time to that and eventually, you know, get that moving. Um, so that's really the biggest thing. I think even if you aren't within your career um, doing, or if, even if you aren't in within a career that is your passion. I think it's important to try to aim for those passions outside of work. So that's what I'm doing. Okay. Yeah. My job currently, I'm a controls engineer for a local company here in town. Um, my career, what I got in college was industrial technology. So those are kind of hand in hand. So the job I'm in is currently the career that you want it. Yeah. Close to it. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I want to switch careers or not, but that remains to be determined. But 
Yeah, that's what I do. I mean, in short, what I do is I do a lot of programming for assembly lines that either make, ship, or sequence car parts. Um, so I enjoy it. It has its, it has its challenges, but it's definitely really like fulfilling. Like when you get something that you're struggling with and you actually get it done and understand it, it it makes me feel really accomplished. So I don't know. I think I'm going to stick with it for now. (laughs) All right. Next question. What is your go-to snack? My go-to snack. (laughs) I, I, I'm a sweet person. I have a sweet tooth. I I love anything sweet. My go-to snack um, would probably be Oreos. I can eat a pack of Oreos in one sitting. And also they're vegan, so I love that. Yeah, that is that is really cool. It's funny when I found out that Oreos were vegan, I'm like, how? But yeah. like, I did not know that for the longest of time, and I would avoid getting them at the store. And then people are like, don't you know Oreos are vegan? I'm like, oh. I'm like, that's a snack I can have, I guess. But for me, um, I'm a savory person, so literally a bag of chips, and it can be like a bag of Lay's, honestly. Um, it's, it's weird, but yeah, it's my thing. Like, I prefer a bag of chips over <laughs> a piece of cake or anything like chocolate. My go-to snack, huh? Um, all right, I'll, I'm going to be specific here. It's going to be Ben and Jerry's ice cream, and it's going to be the flavor Gimme S'mores. I've never had that one. It's so good. It's the best. That's like, such I'm a, a catchy name. Yeah, give me s'mores. <laughs> like, I'm just such a sucker for, like, s'mores, flavored ice cream, mm. chocolates, whatever. But that's got to be my go-to. Um, next question would be dietary restrictions. Restrictions. Okay. So, so about five, I think about six years now, um, I went as pescatarian at the beginning of college and everybody thought I was crazy. Family thought I was crazy as well. But um, if you don't know what a pescatarian is, it's not a Presbyterian. Um, <laughs> it is a person who only eats seafood as a protein option. Well, not only as protein, but as a meat option source. Um, so shrimp, salmon, tilapia, um, catfish, any seafood, I can eat it. I, I don't eat beef, pork, chicken, anything like that. Um, there's no reasons mostly why I did it. I thought about doing vegetarian and vegan, but I couldn't go without fish. So that's the closest option I got to it. Yeah. So for me, um, I am vegan. I am still trying to understand what that means to me and if I like to claim myself as a vegan or a plant-based, a person that follows a plant-based diet. Vegan diet can be very strict, and for those who don't know what that is, it's no dairy or meat, and it can get as strict as excluding honey as well. So a big part of it can be anything that relates to wildlife, animal life, uh, any harm um, can being done to them or taking away from their habitat is considered uh, cruelty. So I didn't initially do it for uh, animal rights and things like that. I initially did it for health. Um, So my journey was kind of slow. I started just by reducing meat, and then eventually that reduction of meat led me into just being vegetarian. Uh, After being vegetarian for, I would say, maybe a few months, maybe a year, 
I then uh, started to work towards reducing uh, dairy uh, and like egg products as well. And then that led me into a more uh, vegan, I guess, way of eating. And so I would say I started that early, early to late college. I had to be 22 going on 23, I believe. And so for me, it's been about uh, three or five years that I, three to five years that I've been uh, vegan. And yeah. All right. So this is going to be real simple for me. <laughs> I do not have any dietary restrictions unless you consider penicillin as something that falls under dietary restrictions. The like yeah, no, allergic? I'm allergic to penicillin. Anyway, uh, oh, trying to make a joke. <laughs> like the medicine? Yeah, no. I don't have any diet. I like meat. I like all animal byproducts, He's a unfortunately. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no dietary restrictions for me. How did we become friends, right. Tyler? I How? have no idea. All three different. I have no I idea. I'm wondering <laughs> but myself. Just a full disclosure, I'm not the type of person that really judges people off of what they eat. Sometimes people have preconceived notions of what they think a vegan is and that they're gonna I'm gonna just start bursting out crying if someone is eating meat. It's not that for me. Uh, it's more of like to each its own, and that's how I see it. Everybody has their own journey. I also was a person that grew up in a household that primarily ate meat so i have mm -hmm. both experiences so i understand how you know that's just a preferred way of eating for some people yeah we could have a whole episode on being a vegan because that is like <laughs> yeah. that yeah. is the ultimate discipline which i'm sure it doesn't turn into mm -hmm. discipline but you mm -hmm. know it's just natural to you all right so let's go over your one go-to thing that you do i will call it a hobby like what's your go-to hobby I would love to say that it's tennis, but that's only summer months. You can't really do it in the winter where we are. Um, hobby is something that makes me happy that I just like doing. I, I like to color. I actually just found um, they're called World Color, and they're colored pencils at Walmart. Um, and they're supposed to be like different skin complexions, so you don't have to create them anymore. There's like different pencils that are supposed to be those skin complexions. So I, I was happy to find those, and I can color some more. So coloring. That's really cool. Uh, for me, it has to be hot yoga. Um, honestly, I would say hot yoga takes up 60 to 90 minutes of my day uh, if I am going every day. And so a lot of times I will literally plan things around hot yoga. Like if I know I'm going and I have a class scheduled, like I try to plan my day around that. And sometimes I plan out in advance because I have a membership. So I'll plan out, you know, in advance by booking classes for the entire week. And I feel like that's like a hobby I'm pretty consistent at. I'm torn. Gabe, would you say that we can use video games as a hobby? No, we can't. No, of we can't. Yeah. We can't. I thought about saying it. We yeah. can't. Yeah. Can it's we? a yes, hobby. All right, then I have to say video games is my go-to hobby. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I think definitely. Because hobbies are so, like, unique. It's different from, like, sports. Like, I just feel like hobby, video games, they go hand in hand. I feel like, a, yeah, a hobby can almost be what? Anything that you do that's not for financial gain? Yeah, it's just something that either makes you happy, that you love to do, mm -hmm. and that you do all the time. Yeah. And it doesn't yeah. have to be all the time either. Like, yeah. I thought about saying video games, too, because I literally play them at least one today. So. Right, mm -hmm. yeah. Yep. So I would say, yeah, my hobby is video games. If we exclude video games, I would say my hobby would be getting autographs from my favorite sports figures. Nice. Yeah. 
I would like, for example, I would go to Piston Games and go get stuff signed that I brought with me. And What are some that you have already? Um, I was mainly going for the away teams that are in town, but I mean, some big names would be like Steph Curry, Giannis, Jason Tatum, Kyrie. He's been on the chopping block this week. Looks yeah, like he we got the we got the word that he's traded to the Dallas Mavericks. But um, <laughs> yeah, those Luka. are some. Him and Luca. Yeah, him and Luca. But uh, yeah, I would say those are my two hobbies. I would like games. to propose that being a sports fanatic is also one of Tyler's <laughs> hobbies. Yeah, I was an, an overall <laughs> sports like. Has an abundance of knowledge on sports. <laughs> I one thing is during the pandemic, I was so into sports cards like. That market mm, shot up. Yeah. There was no sports betting. People weren't interested, and that market shot up. And I, I used to work at Target during that time, so every literally like we opened at eight. People would be standing there seven fifty, seven fifty-five. I waiting can't to believe get in the it. door to see if we had new cards. And we're like, no, they haven't come in yet. They were so expensive. They were like probably like seven, ten dollars. Oh, you could like flip them. Pack. Yeah, yeah, no, wow. definitely. It was it was nuts. Yeah, I made a bad investment because the sports card market is down. Yeah. I don't know if it's coming back. We need almost another pandemic. Don't say I that. I do. Oh, my gosh, Tyler. But anyway, um, next question. What's what's everybody's height? I'll go first. I'm the shortest one here. I'm about 4'2". So oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Gabe is by far the, the shortest, you know. Yeah. I am. The doctor says I'm 6'5", but they didn't tell me to take my shoes off. So I say I'm 6'4 when people ask. Mm, I see. So I'm a half size or a half height, however you would say that. I'm 5'7 and a half. Yeah. That's my height. <laughs> Where's the tape measure? <laughs> okay. And I did have my shoes off, too. So, you know. All right. We're going to have to go back to back here when this is all said and done. Um, I'm going to give myself 5'9". I think I'm 5'9". If we have to be safe, I'm wow, going to say I'm 5'8". Wow, what a diversity eight. in height we have here. Yeah, wow. so it's different. 5'8". 5'9". 5'8", maybe? 5'9". I'm 5'9". These how did guys. we manage to get in the same room? Yeah. How, how? Oh, we come from different places. I don't even know how I know you guys. Yeah, we got a little doggy door for Gabe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, know? yeah. They always help me grab off the top shelf. <laughs> um, okay, next thing. What's everybody's ethnicity? Um, African American. Um, I also have different things that I just found out from a twenty three and me. So, but mostly African American. Um, I just do. That's it's the same thing as Gabe was saying. Like, I originally would just say biracial, but then I found out that obviously I'm multiracial, meaning I already identified as that, but it was kind of tricky because I didn't know my history. I think I only knew my history on my mom's side, and that was really it. So now I just say multiracial to keep it simple, but yeah, that's what I am. My ethnicity, I am Caucasian. <laughs> that is drum roll. Da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, drum roll. Caucasian. <laughs> wow. I, I mean, honestly, got I'm, my big jar of mayo in the guessed. fridge. I never would have guessed that, Tyler. Yeah. Oh my got my gosh. big jar of mayo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm sure for sure. Um, education. We kind of went over this a little bit earlier with jobs and career, but as I said, um, I just graduated with a bachelor's in secondary education with a minor in history. Um, is the full name is inter, interdisciplinary studies in social science, secondary education, and then a minor in history. I want to eventually, at the end of my career, my end goal is um, funding 
for lower income areas. So either like a principal, a superintendent, or if I go big and go home, um, it is the uh, secretary of education for either the state or for the country. Nice. Um, just to go, I guess, to add a little bit more detail, I guess my education, or my minor is in fashion design. Um, my major in college was business management. I then went on for my master's in uh, business administration, currently back in school for apparel and textile design. Okay, yeah. I My educational background, I have a minor in electrical control. No. A minor in electrical technology, specialized in machine control, and then my bachelor's is industrial technology. Not as impressive as Selena's, but oh you know, no, what are you talking about? Um, Mine is not as impressive. I need as to yours. go. Apparently, I need to go back and get my master's. That's what everyone <laughs> yeah. is doing. I, I do, dude. Everyone. I've been doing looking. It. It's it's a little expensive, yeah. so I'm trying to wait it out. But. Does your it, it's nice when like my brother's back in school and his job is paying for his master's. Mm. I wish I had that option. I think that's smart. I did my job at the my current job did give me uh, reimbursement for a portion, but it wasn't obviously nearly enough to cover it in, in the sense where I didn't have to take out loans. So, I mean, if your job, talk to them. They, if they have it, a program where, like, they, you know, you will be providing them, a, they'll provide you an incentive, but obviously you're going to provide the, you know, you're going to be the asset to the, to whatever further education you get, meaning, like, you'll have to stay at that job for a however many years if they pay yeah yeah i mean which is a great investment um yeah or sometimes like the military like yeah they pay for your education Mm -hmm. but like if you fail a class then you have to pay yeah for it back and Mm -hmm. yeah yeah. some jobs do discounts as well yeah and so if that's uh, i would always check with your job first and see you never know yeah Mm -hmm. that's true that's true i need to inquire about that all right next thing would be style how would you guys describe your style? Um, I'm a, I'm a laid back person. I like wearing sweatpants, hoodies, sweatshirts, Crocs. I love my Crocs. I do everything <laughs> in my Crocs. I have a lot of Crocs. Yeah, put those in four wheel drive. Oh, flip the switch and I literally have played tennis, basketball in my Crocs, and people are surprised. But Crocs, this isn't a Croc sponsor, but I'm telling yeah. you, go, he has a pair go. of boots that are Crocs. They're with the holes best things. Okay, they have lining underneath the holes, the holes, um, the holes, <laughs> the holes. Um, they're better There's than multiple, most. Multiple of them too. They're better than most boots. Someone has, I think, North Face boots or whatever they are, and my feet stayed warmer longer, and they honestly didn't even get cold. So go get you some Croc boots and go get you a pair of regular Crocs, and you'll enjoy it. Definitely recommend it. But. The snow can get into the crevices of the holes. Of but the they cracks. don't touch your feet. Your feet stay warm and dry. I'm just saying, think about that, guys. Don't <laughs> knock it till you try it. Don't <laughs> knock it. I, I, I will have to agree with that advice. You're not rocking if you're not cracking. Maybe. Ooh. There you go. Or maybe but. you're just jocking if you're cracking. <laughs> You're just mad because my Crocs are better than your <laughs> your hundred, two hundred, some dollar boots. Okay. Oh um, man, I got those on sale. I'll have you know, guys. Like I do like steal. <laughs> you steal? Whoa! I like to steal. Let me call the police oh, right now. Oh gosh! 
look, they're they're trying to change up my words. You I like said a, you steal. I said I like a steal. No, you guys no, never no, hear no, that, no. That that's like a that's like a, a bar- scene. Yeah, Tyler, that's just, not what she said. She said yeah. I steal. I think you <laughs> were looking for you like to bargain shop. There no, you go. you've never heard of. I, yeah, well, I like, yeah, you steal on prices, but you oh, you like, just yeah. said I like to steal. No, I said I like a steal. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, hear I know. Like, I understand. Uh, yeah, I think <laughs> I understand what you were saying. Oh, but. I was gonna say like, look, flipping me. You know, it's alright. She's the person that has a hundred coupons, and you're no. waiting behind her in the line. <laughs> uh, definitely not. I definitely am the person looking to see if I want to get something. I'm indecisive, and sometimes I'm indecisive when I get to the checkout lane, which is not probably the most useful time to be like, ah, do I need this or no? What's in this? Oh, this is this? But yeah, I'm terrible, but... My indecisive is in the aisle. I will probably spend about 10 minutes in each aisle looking at two items, and I'm like, mm-hmm. do I need this? Mm-hmm. And I'll walk away, and then I'll come back, and I'm like, well, maybe I can get it. Mm-hmm. It's the worst. <laughs> A five-minute turns into about 30. Yeah. Um, back to style. Um, <laughs> I, I would say definitely laid back. I love sweatpants. I love Crocs, but I also do like dressing up. I'll put on a nice little button-up shirt, some jeans or dress pants. But I'm not a dress shoe person. I'm a business casual. Like, you'll see me dressed at the top, but I'll have some nice little sneakers on. But it goes with the fit, and mm-hmm. it looks right. So mostly laid back. and So, like, laid back casual, I'll yeah. say. Makes, makes a lot of sense. Um, I think for me, it would be definitely bohemian, hippie, earthy, down-to-earth kind of very conscious of what I'm wearing when I can be. Right now, it's very hard in the fashion industry because there's a lot of fast fashion, so products that are being made with uh, poor quality uh, materials and just construction that aren't really meant to last very long. So I like to be conscious of the items that I'm wearing. I have not always been that way, but uh, I've grown in my consciousness, I guess, when it comes to clothing. So it kind of transitioned my style to a more um and less trendy more of like intuitive flowy whatever i feel which a lot of time comes off as like very like loose clothes and um, i like kimonos and things like that whatever comfortability has become more of the forefront of my style than i believe like staying on trend has so i think that's a more of a just like intuitive intuitive way of wearing clothes that feel good, that feels good to me so okay yeah my type of style i was not prepared for this so i will <laughs> say but i would say that i probably yeah comfortability is more in the forefront of my style so any chance i can be in sort of like any like athleisure you know sweatpants sweatshirt some nice new balance shoes you know um and then, I don't know, I've been big into vintage sweatshirts, but, you know, I don't want to say I have a vintage style, but any chance I can get my hand on a vintage sweatshirt, usually based around a sporting team or event, yeah, that's pretty much what I rock. I love it. Yeah. I think vintage is, vintage is really coming back I into love style. vintage. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, all right. So the next thing, next question for y'all would be, what is your favorite food? I guess, what would be the one food if you had to eat for the rest of your life for every single meal? What would it be? Can it be a meal or does it have to be one thing? 
<laughs> Let's do a plate. Like a, a plate? plate? Like, I guess, what I, you know. Because, like, if you're going to have, like, if you like spaghetti, I mean, of course you're going to include garlic bread. <laughs> you I know. Would, I would probably have to say, I don't even think that go, this goes together, but I can't pick between the two meats. I'll say mac and cheese. I'll say candy yams and either catfish or salmon. Yeah. Um, I love all things that are Spanish or Mexican mm-hmm. food, and I love spice. So for me, I know I have to choose one, but like um, I would say burrito. It'd be a toss-up between burrito and a taco, but I think tacos are so versatile because of the type of taco it can be potato taco, bean taco, I don't know, whatever other kind of taco. So let me just choose tacos. I think I can do that and just have like what a solid three tacos as my meal, maybe a side of bean and rice. I don't know. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Love tacos. Hmm. Taco Tuesday. Yeah. If I'd eat one meal for every meal for the rest of my life, no health, in consideration. <laughs> this is not going to be popular, guys. But I'm going to go with chicken Alfredo. Why is that not popular? I don't know. Because it's say, heavy. Like it's heavy. And oh. I would probably get sick of it. <laughs> but I mean... Just uh, me thinking... I switch, I switch to pizza. Wh- what? Pizza. <laughs> Pizza's a little bit lighter. Pizza you can eat it on the go. Yeah. yeah. Like chicken Alfredo, like shit. They've literally come out with so many, like the barbecue pizza. Like literally there's a BLT pizza. Oh, it's yeah. kind of like, I was like, wow. I didn't even think about Hawaiian. Pizza. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah. Very, so I'm going to go with pizza. That's, I think that's a safe bet. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, next, we're going to go a little bit deeper. Um, we'll have some deeper questions and we all each have one. Um, I'll read them all off. First one comes from myself, and it is, what do you think your purpose is? And we'll voice this to Selena first. Oh, man, I was really hoping I didn't have to go first. So I believe in my purpose is to be here and to gain as much knowledge and self-awareness as possible about not only myself, but uh, about the environment that surrounds me and to create something that is going to better the future generation and to leave them in a better place that we are currently. And the goal is to inspire minds and to, to increase awareness, I think, of the population in its entirety. And I, I think that my own awareness, especially uh, coming from a community that sometimes is stuck in a cycle, a cycle of belief, a cycle of a way of living. Um, I'm very different from my family. Uh, just the way I handle things, is such as the way I eat, uh, the way I live, um, how I process emotion. And with that being very different, it leads me and it puts me in a position where I can promote change to those around me, just to think a little differently when it comes to, I think for a good example, is health and um, also Uh, the way we eat, in the sense of your lifestyle, health and lifestyle, I will say. I'm very different than a lot of people that are around me or in my uh, family and friend group, I would say. And sometimes that can help people see a different way of doing things, whether it's trying to meditate, 
uh, attempting to do some type of yoga or anything that engages their physical activity and allows them to um, express themselves, especially artistically. Like that's another thing I feel like it's a great way to express yourself. And so I think my mark on the world and my purpose will be able to do something that is creative that also increases uh, people's awareness of the environment, of their health, of their lifestyle. So I think that's a huge one for me is just that. And I, I hope to do that through my own uh, creative expressions. I love it. Tyler? My purpose would be probably to impact the ones that I love in a positive way. I guess what I mean by that is, is just treating every moment and thought with like the absolute presence of the moment. So, you know, people say, people don't remember you for what you say, but how they make you feel. And I feel like that's my purpose is to, instead of telling people, you know, what they want to hear, I just want to impact them and make them feel a certain way, whether... I guess I was going to say whether it was good or bad, but I want to leave an impact on people. Um, <clears throat> for myself, my purpose, I feel like, is to help others and make others' lives easier and happier. Um, I've worked in customer service for the past six years, or I don't know, since I was 16, um, and like... I love it. I love helping people. I love making other people's lives easier or like leaving them with a smile when they come in sad um, and just like having enjoyment and seeing that enjoyment. And I feel like my purpose is to help other people make their life easier and give them insight on things that they haven't had before. Um, learning wise, uh, physically wise, monetarily wise, or any in any type of way, just uh, making other people's lives easier. And if I can touch the entire world, that would be amazing. But the whatever I can do, it doesn't have to be gigantic, but just knowing that I made one person's life easier um, would be amazing for me. Oh, that was really nice. I think that's my purpose, too. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We uh, just coincide. That's, that's my yeah. purpose. Yes, I still I like that. purpose. We all just draw in and take that one. I like um, it. That was a for deep sure. question for sure. <laughs> I was like, whoa. All right. So. Got one for Tyler and for, of course, Gabe to answer. Um, if you could describe yourself in one word, what would it, what would it be? Um, I guess I'll go first. Uh, ooh, that's one word. Yep. Um. I would have to say fluid just because I feel like I have, I can adjust different dynamics and water. You put Mm -hmm. it in an eight ton jug that's shaped like a helix. You put it in a jug that's shaped like a number four, or you put it in something that's shaped like a triangle. It'll Mm -hmm. adjust to the size that size of the container that it's in. Mm-hmm. So adjusting and being fluid. Yeah, that's really nice. I like mm. that. Fluid, that's a really good one. Mm-hmm. If I had to describe myself in one word, one word only, the word I would pick would be 
thoughtful. Maybe I say thoughtful because, I mean, that was something I never really, I felt like found myself trying to be early on in life. But as I've gotten older, it's been a big focus of mine. So, yeah, I would say one word to describe me would be thoughtful. Nice. That's Got a lot going on up here. <laughs> Way his, too much. His head's going to blow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that one. That's a good one. Mine would definitely be energy. Uh, energy, uh, because we can uh, depict energy as a lot of things. Feminine, masculine. Uh, the energy that is just transmitted it between a group of people. The energy that you feel in a room when you walk in, whether it's good or bad. Um, and I think it can be so versatile when describing someone and I vibe with energy and it's something that like I look for when I meet people, do they have a good vibe? Do they have like something about them that gives me a good feeling? And a lot of times it's their energy is what I'm deciding upon. And so when people meet me, I want them to have a good feeling uh, about me and I want them to, you know, experience good energy. I want to increase their mood. I don't want to be something that's a negative aspect of their life that can decrease and I think we're all on different frequencies and if I can maintain that and keep my heart open and my energy open and I look at myself and I value that in myself it's something that I can identify and it is a wide range and I think understood by a lot of people whether they call it energy or experience or whatever they may identify that feeling that you have intuition as so Love it. Yeah. Okay. So my question for Gabe and Selena would be, what is the best advice you've ever received? I do have mine. I mm-hmm. have a, um, one advice that I received I thought was really good. And it's cool because it kind of goes back to that, uh, just how you feel and listening to your body and the energy that it produces. My dad always said, when you wake up in the morning, the first the first voice that comes across your head, listen to that because it's the right thing. Um, and it's crazy because he mm. would always say that and I was like, would be like, hmm, okay. Um, but it, it basically he was just saying as soon as you go against that voice, um, the rest of your day will follow, right? Meaning like you'll go against something that you, you know, say you just wake up and it's like get up and, you know, um, take a shower or whatever. And then you fight it and you're like, no. And then that way that you feel will prolong throughout the day of like, I don't really feel like going to work. I don't really feel like doing this work or I don't really feel like going to work out. And it sets your day. But if you get up and listen to the first thing, like go eat breakfast, you get up and you just do it and you eat breakfast and you feel good about it. And then it's next thing. Look, I got work. I'm ready to go to work. I'm ready to work out after work. I'm ready to go to class. I'm ready to put in my, 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 I'm ready to put in a hundred percent and do my best. And it's kind of cool because it's that thing of just listening to yourself. And as soon as you go against that, I feel like that's when you go against what's naturally trying to flow out of you. So, I think the best advice for myself, I would have to say, was given to me by my grandmother, my mom's mother. And basically, basically it's if you don't believe in yourself, no one else can believe in you. And I feel like she instilled in us like you... You have to love what you're doing and be happy in the success that you have because she was always there for us and she made sure like she was at games or she, before she passed, she would like, 
I can't wait to go to your graduation and like making sure that we knew that somebody believed in us and just to give us that insight that we we need to believe in ourselves because we can succeed at whatever we want as long as we believe we can. And so if if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else can believe in you as well. Nice. Mm. I love that. Me too, genuinely. Um, the best advice I've ever received... I don't remember who it was from, but it was your ears can't get you in trouble, but your mouth can. And I like that. I love that advice because I'm someone that tends to talk (laughs) before they think or or interrupt. Remember my first impression of you? (laughs) Yes, very transparent. So, you know, I try to process what I'm hearing in you know, before I speak and, you know, most people say like the people that say less or I guess I don't know what the saying is. They say, you know, the less you talk, the more important you seem and more thoughtful you seem. I think that's, yeah, I'm kind of butchering like that. Like what a wise man once said nothing. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm like sh- that. Right. So, yeah. So that's the best advice I've received. It's kind of gotten me out of a lot of, a lot of trouble actually just sitting back and thinking before I speak. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's great. Yeah, that's smart, too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. When it comes to work, I'm like, sometimes you don't need to say anything. Mm-hmm. You know, someone asks you something or tell you something, you don't really need to. It's just a simple okay. Mm-hmm. If you don't have anything positive, don't say anything at all. Yeah. Right. And you learn more from the experience when you mm-hmm. are actually observing it. You can't do both. You can't be speaking to it and then trying mm-hmm. to observe it at the same time. It's if right. you take a step back and just watch what's going on and watch what's being or listen to what's being said you can actually take more in so right. I think that's listening yeah, yeah. I yep. find myself like when people are talking to me I'm really like I can find myself at a point not you know I stop listening and I start thinking about what I'm gonna say mm. take small snippets and, and I'm just like all right I'm things. done with what they said mm-hmm. now whatever they say that's not you know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. not coming in. Like, I'm just thinking about what I'm going to say right. yeah. instead of fully listening and to what they what try to say. To that, because there's this book that I'm, I've been listening to on Audible, and it's such a great book. It's uh, the, When the Past Becomes the Present. And he talks about how mm. a lot of times we do that where we're anticipating what we're going to say while the person's speaking. Therefore, we're not listening. Right. And he said, in order to bring yourself back to the present moment is to actually take a moment to watch physical characteristics of the person speaking. They're moving their hands, their mouth is moving. Are they walking when they're speaking? Is their head moving? And it brings you into the physicality of what's happening now. Not like, what am I going to say, which is in the future. It it brings you like in the moment with the person. And then Mm -hmm. it allows you to connect the words that are being spoken to the physical movements. And you can kind of be able to, the story comes to life when the physical movements of their hands and their mouth and their eyes and the expressions, you can make the connection and make make what they're saying even more meaningful, which I thought was super helpful. And I actually used it in class when we were having group dis- discussions. I was like paying attention and I was noticing physical attributes to the person that was speaking and not in a superficial way, but in a, in a way that I was trying to connect it to their words. Thanks for tuning in to our first episode. Stay tuned for more experiences with us by subscribing, sharing, and commenting below. See you next time.